1: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This episode of The Huddle is brought to you by The Athletic Club Oakland, my go-to sports bar in the East Bay. Look, this will be a shock to no one. I love watching sports, and I love it even more while at a sports bar, but to be honest... There was a long period of time where I just couldn't find one I actually liked. I'd find a spot that had TVs, but the food sucked ass, or a place that had good food, but they wouldn't show the game I wanted, and the inside felt dark and depressing. It was always some trade-off or sacrifice, and that's finally done now. The ACO is exactly what I'm looking for without sacrifice. They have a huge space, including an outdoor spot where they shut down an entire street and called it the town gardens. They have more than a hundred televisions, which can and will show every game you ask for, and they have great food. The ACO has everything you need to comfortably watch your favorite team in any sport at any time with passionate fans. I love it, and I'm pretty damn sure you will too. The Athletic Club Oakland, where sports fans get everything they want every day they want it.
0: We're going to
1: bring y'all to our huddle. You are in. Where's Huddle with me, Bram, with you for usual. My boy and producer, Marcus. What's up, DevNation? Nation? And our master of all things video and sound, Maxime. How's it going? Boys, I am fired up to announce that there is no guest today. It is just the three of us. We got pretty important work to do. Um, and I'm going to start with the most important question I can possibly ask you. So a little bit of background before we hit record with these mics, before we switched over to uh, our streaming live platform, we met on Zoom, which leads to this question. Did my hair look way better on Zoom? I feel like there's something up with this camera or something that like just fucked it all up. I was very proud of the hair that I was having and it didn't transfer over. So I don't know if that's
2: on you, Maxime. Something's flipped here. You always look great, Bram. Come on.
1: <laughs> See, now I know you're full of shit. I'm. I just demand. I demand from here on out. We do everything else on Zoom. <laughs> Gentlemen, I've got a ton of all-star questions for you. We're on the, uh, on the eve of all-star weekend, and I got a bunch of stuff that I want to run by you. But let's focus on the Warriors, since this podcast is not called the all-star huddle. Um, and I got a, a burning issue. So we're on the other side of the trade deadline. Whatever trades were going to be done have now you know been in the books. And the only way the Warriors can now change this roster and give themselves a better shot at title contention is the buyout market, right? And so you know some moves have already been done. A couple of guys have signed, but there's still a lot of names out there. Uh, and so I want to run those names by and see who you're interested in. Before I even do that, are you optimistic that the buyout candidates can change SMT? Is this a, a huge opportunity for the Warriors to get better, or you think this is just kind of you know, icing on the cake kind of deal?
3: Uh, I think it's icing on the cake. Normally, you know, if you make it to the buyout market, it's because you're not going to be that much of a game changer um, in the first place. You would have been traded or signed by now. Um, But I'm curious to hear the names. I I know a few, but I want to hear the full list before I I give that answer.
1: Yeah, Their impact this year feels a little bit different. You know, like in the past, when we were adding random people and the buyout, we knew exactly who the team was. We knew exactly what they were capable of. And we were just looking to fine tune a little bit. You know, it was like adding, um, I don't know, like a, like a fin onto a nice car. I mean, th- what was there was already there. Th- everything else is just an accessory. This year, it's not really the same. You know, it, I'm not positive what this team is capable of because they haven't totally shown it. So I'm not holding my breath that all they need is one more piece that will kind of put us into line. But who knows? I mean, maybe. Uh, Maxime, are you more optimistic?
2: No, I'm not optimistic. I, I completely agree with MT. I mean, these are the 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 discard pile, if you will, of the NBA. And like there's some good players in here and maybe they're, you know, they didn't have the right fit and so they got to move on. But you tend to see people aging out of their careers um, or otherwise just not really um, the cream of the crop at this point.
1: All I'm wondering is that if I still had my Zoom hair, if you would have said I agreed with Bram right there, I mean, we'll (laughs) never know. We will never know because, and I now know that you were lying before when you say I look good all the time. Boys, enough beating around the bush. Here's the names I pulled for me. So Kevin Love is the one we've heard all over the place. He is in the middle of a contract buyout with Cleveland. I've heard the heat associated with his name. Sergi Baca, Pat Bev, Russell Westbrook, Dario Saric, T. Dot Terrence Ross, and then a name that doesn't appear everywhere, um, but I think should at least be considered Seth Curry. So, with those names in tow, MT, I'll I'll start with you. Any of those stick out? You interested?
3: Um, I mean, I'm not excited about any of them. I think um, no cap, 757 talked about Terrence Ross being a good ad for Phoenix. Um, and I agree, but I, I think the 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 things why i'm not excited two points one we need defense and none of those people on the list outside of pat bev really deliver defense in a way that we need it right now we don't need a a ton of offense i think we just need help on the other side and secondly the buyout market really isn't for you to get a player that will get you give you minutes in the playoffs it's more so to help you rest and get you through the regular season um i see a terrence ross as being somebody like that i think once the playoff starts assuming phoenix is in it terrence ross will see limited minutes but he'll probably be a good pickup for them to play out the rest of the season um we're in a unique situation where you know we're 500 and we probably could use somebody to help us um ensure we even get to the playoffs but at that point You know, once the rotation shrinks, I don't see anybody from that list being a regular player and getting enough minutes for it to make a difference and for us to, you know, add to our our expensive bill as it is. So I think we just ride it out and hope Iggy's hip gets better.
1: (laughs) Let me say, uh, just from the jump, the expensive bill comment, because I've been seeing that and I know that the Warriors save money with the Wiseman trade, all that. Want to know something I don't give one fuck about? Any money that Lacob saves, not one. You know, I mean, like, I, I understand how the salary cap works and all of that, but as somebody who just got hit as a season ticket holder with a uh, notice that they're kicking the prices up another 20% and knowing how much money they're making there and knowing how much that team is worth, the whole idea that Lacob is saving money that he doesn't have to stay on the team, let me go ahead and say again, I do not give one fuck about, not one. Um, and I, I hope that that is not a role for the front office either, but, you know, who knows? Um, I agree with what you just said as far as their role. A Weird thing I'll add to that was some of the older dudes like Kevin Love, for example, I think if you added him now, he couldn't do a lot during the regular season because, you know, he's broken down a little bit and getting a lot older. Whereas if you got into the postseason and you have that scenario where you're traveling less, they're playing less games, there's no back-to-backs, he may be able to give you more as a playoff contributor than he could in the regular season. Um, But that said, just going through these, Right. Love Seth Curry. I love the idea of bringing in a a brother. I love the shooting he could do. Not a defensive stalwart. And I'm also not positive that Brooklyn's going to let him go. I mean, they're kind of having success. It's a weird team. So counting on Seth Curry leaving there, I I don't want to do. Um, I like Kevin Love. You know who he reminds me of? Bielitsa. You know, if they brought him in, I can see him Mm -hmm. occupying kind of a similar role. I bet you'd get the read and react offense pretty well you know he also isn't a defensive guy so he wouldn't solve those problems but i'd be fine with that i could see him giving us real minutes but the person i'm going to throw into this microphone is somebody we said before the season started it's patrick beverly now it's not his skill set all right we just got a much better version that's who gp2 is and and he adds an element of vertical spacing and vertical and, and athleticism that pat bev cannot so why do i have interest in him This team needs a mental shakeup, not a talent shakeup. They need someone to come in and kick over the fucking garbage can and remind them who the hell they are, that the pissing away fourth quarters is not allowed, not in this team, not with our expectations. And if anybody can do that on these list of guys, and I'm not saying he can, he's not going to have the power dynamic to allow him to do it. But if anybody can, it'd be Pat Bev's crazy ass. So I pick Pat Bev. Not to come in and change us on the floor. I'm hoping he can come in and throw a temper tantrum in the locker room and get everybody reinvigorated and relocked in. So that's that's my guy.
2: Yeah, it's it's compelling. You know what I'm thinking of is at this point, I think what we're honing in on is that the issues here are not how they're going to help us so much in the regular season, but how they're going to help us in the postseason, and it's going to be in spot minutes, right? And we're also actually I think talking a lot more about therefore how they impact the Warriors off the court how they impact the Warriors in the locker room. And frankly, I mean, you know, other than um, a couple of all-defense team selections, Pat Bev hasn't really done anything to note in the postseason. And, you know, that that speaks for itself. Kevin Love, uh, I hate to admit it because it was against us, but he's a champion. Um, you know he's Dude, got a much Chad more
1: won a championship in Minnesota I remember watching him celebrate like I've never seen <laughs>
2: anybody I'm pretty yeah, sure the, that round
1: was a- one, the round one championships yeah I'm pretty sure that was a title game I saw him sobbing and ripping off his jersey so
2: you're clearly wrong I, and I'll just throw out one more thing and, and we can leave it at that which is that in terms of off-court stuff right clay and Kevin love have quite a history together um they grew up playing ball together playing baseball together I think <clears> too that matters too, you know? Like, I, I could see Kevin Love coming in and, and being an Iguodala-like presence, right? But not somebody that uh, the team has heard the whole season from Iguodala, but this new voice that comes in, has the championship pedigree, right? It has a little bit of a stature. I think actually that could provide a lot of value for this locker room. Well, I should also add, so that whole picture I just painted about
1: Pat Bev, if I had to bet on one of two scenarios, right? Scenario one, he goes into a locker room filled with guys whose resumes are much better than he, you know, champions, MVPs, Hall of Famers, screams at them and they say, thank God for you, Pat Bev, let's get out there and destroy these. So there's option one or option two (laughs) does that exact same thing. There's a slow pause and then they go, fuck yourself, dude. Like we don't, why would we be listening to of those two options? You know, I'd be betting option two. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm under no delusion that they're like super anxious to follow him. But even if there's a 10% chance of him being able to do that, of being a mental irritant, so suddenly they're stepping up, I'm willing to to bank on that 10%.
3: Yeah. The difference of like, Zoom Bram hair, Pat
1: Bev, or? Oh, shut up. Game yard. <laughs> I mean, you know I'm fucking sensitive about this, man. I <laughs> mean, you know, at least lie to me like Maxime did and tell me I always look good. I mean, I'm not, I almost want to like turn off my camera. I'm not even sure what's happening here at all. Um, all right, so sounds like Maxime, Kevin Love for you, Pat Bev for me. Who's your ultimate call, MT? What player would you want?
3: Um, I would want Kevin Love too. I think we, I think he would kill it in that corner three spot that he would just post up there and just
1: drill them all day for us. (laughs) Well, and shit, I should add another option here. All right. So right now the, the Warriors have an open roster spot. If they want to do that with the buyout. Also, they have two, uh, two way guys in lamb and Ty Jerome. And so the other option here is foregoing the buyout market entirely and sticking with one of these two dudes, you know, converting their contract and bring them in. So I'll add those names. All right. So Maxime, I'll start with you. Kevin Love versus Anthony Lamb and Ty Jerome. Who
0: would you prefer?
2: No, it's a a great point at this moment. I I think Ty Jerome deserves the spot. I think, you know, it's clear that Steve Kerr trusts him and obviously that matters. Um, And I kind of trust him too. You know, I went from kind of, dragging him pretty hard at the beginning of the season. Like, what's this two-way da- guy doing getting minutes over some of our rookies? And that's still a problem to a certain extent when you're only 500. But at the same time, you know, he's he's in the right place a lot of the time. He does not mess up a lot, and that's valuable.
3: And Um, Between those three, I'm going to – I'm still going to go Kevin Love, but I'm going to um, apologize to Lamb. Um, profusely because i think he's been quietly just so solid for us and he brings a different element even when we're in those games where it doesn't look like we'll win at all and it's still only the second quarter he you know takes it to the rim gets an and one he you know is shooting knocking down threes um so i think he's just been a, a bright spot for us but um i still think to maxime's earlier point you have to lean on the championship pedigree a little bit um, for the postseason and i I give Caleb, Kevin love the the edge for that.
1: I mean, we, I don't, I think we could probably say that pedigree, we've said this in different ways, but is the go-to word for this season, not just the postseason. That's what we're resting our head on, right? Is that at some point these boys recognize what their pedigree is and then live up to that reputation. So, I mean, I'm, I'm on board with that. Um, And because of that, as much as I respect Ty Jerome and as, um, as complicated as Anthony Lamb's participation on this team is, I would still go with Pat Bev for all the shit that we already said. All right, boys. All-star. Let's focus on this. Let's go to our glass half-full. Normally, we're looking back at uh previous Warriors game. You're giving me something you like and don't like. Don't do that. This time, look at All-Star Weekend. Give me something you like and don't like about All-Star Weekend. And to give you some time to think, I'll go first. Here's something I don't like. Friday night, dude, tonight. Like what they've done is just contrived bullshit. The celebrity game is such a joke. If I wanted to watch people who are terrible at basketball play basketball, I would go to the YMCA. I am surrounded by that. I don't need to turn on my television. You know, like the the idea of watching a singer go and and fire up three-pointers is not that sexy to me, dude. I'm, I'm all the way out, so I don't care about it. And the rising stars thing... Idea-wise, look, I'm on board for it. I like watching the young players. I like getting to know people I otherwise didn't know. But this year, they can F themselves. How many times do they have to screw over Jonathan Kaminga, dude? I mean, (laughs) like, I'm I'm looking right now at the roster. There are people on here I wouldn't know except for the one game they had against uh, Golden State. Andrew Nemhard. I'm looking at you. And as exciting as double last name Walker Kessler has been, I still believe that JK belongs on this roster. So for as long as they're disrespecting my fucking favorite young player on my favorite team, I'm out. I'm out on Friday night. I don't like it. I'm not watching tonight.
3: <laughs> nice. um, hard hard act to follow with that much passion. Uh, but I agree. I think JK deserves a spot in, in the Rising Stars game. Um, one thing I like is the NBA's willingness to continue to – to tinker with the formats of everything to make it more engaging. Um, I don't think they've solved the puzzle yet for the dunk contest, but hopefully they will. Um, And, you know, for Friday night, I don't know if that's salvageable, but it is what it is. Um, One thing I don't like is the, um, the insistence that the NBA all-star weekend doesn't embrace the basketball culture outside of the NBA. What I mean by that is, you know, there was a time when and one was really popular um, and you had a bunch of um, recognition and, you know, um, spotlight on street basketball. Um, There's still, you know, other basketball being played. There's the TBT tournament. There's, you know, still the street games going on. There's a ton of talent out there. And you see this, you know, the guy, I don't know his name, but he's the most unassuming um, guy you would look at. And he just has incredible bounce and is an amazing dunker. Um, Like why the NBA hasn't embraced bringing in um, outside talent outside of the league and making it, um, you know, a celebration of basketball versus a celebration of the NBA, I think is a miss. So um, until they do that, I think it still limits. Um, the impact and the importance and the reach of this. But hopefully that tinkering attitude um, allows them to consider it.
1: Dude, I love this. Dovetail the two things, right? So let's say they're in a meeting somewhere, Adam Silver and all his most trusted heads, and they're like, All right, you know, let's we let's tinker, let's get some ideas out there. We want people to watch basketball. And one person says, Well, you know, we've got the NBA, but there's a lot of other really great players. There's that tournament, the basketball tournament. There's things all around the world. Maybe we can bring in the the best basketball players we've never heard of and have them play. And then they're considering it, they're considering it. And then someone else says, No, 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 how about We have a Peloton coach play a reality TV star and we (laughs) televise that. And everyone's like, yeah, let's call it the celebrity game. Like, no, back to the fucking tinkering board. Let's have people who play basketball, play basketball, and then we'll watch that. Maxine, what do you got?
2: Yeah, so uh, one thing I don't like in general is the skills challenge. I think it's hokey as hell. However... I'm going to say that it's a thing that I like this time because you have all three Antetokounmpo brothers doing the it team. together, and that's compelling to me. And And that's actually – that's the thing that I find to be the direction that I would love to see the All-Star con- game going in a little – or All-Star weekend going in a little bit more, right? Um, Steve Kerr had a comment today. I don't know if you guys saw it about AAU and how he sort of laments that there's not a focus on winning in the AAU uh, and you know, that's a whole separate conversation that I thought was really compelling and shed light on an area of basketball that is not really talked about all that much, but it's our feeder system. That's really important. But leaving that aside, the point is, is that there's not a focus on winning and there's sure as hell is not a focus on winning in the all-star game itself, but in kind of any of these things. Um, and you know, that's where like the Elam ending was a nice update. And I think that's a great opportunity for the NBA to try out new things. So there's, there's a, there, there. But it's like what I want to see are some storylines. You know, the Antenna Cupo brothers going at it in a skills challenge, which is just like the most ridiculous thing. You know, they're going to be ridiculous. And those are the types of environments um, that breed interest. So I'm looking forward to it. I might actually tune in for the first time in years to the skills challenge.
1: You you saying that about the AAU quote from Kerr um, had me come up with this question. It's not one that I ran by you boys beforehand, but I'd love your response to it. If you had to guess what the Warriors' goal has been this season so far, you know, development, winning every game, whatever it is, what do you think their goal has been? How would you define it? Because I'm I'll, I'll just thinking out loud, I, it's hard to say development because they haven't developed anybody. It's hard to say winning because they're a 500 uh, team, you know, and, and, and as someone who is a straightforward homer for this team and always will be, I don't mind saying that – Having them not develop their young talent in a way that we all expected, while also maintaining a five hundred record is not how I saw this season going, not with a five hundred million dollar you know payroll. Um so i I don't know how to answer that. Do either of you how how what's been their goal? I think
3: their goal has been to do both to develop talent and win. And last it's year another. they said, yeah, and last year they, said that was the goal and draymond came out and said that can't be done it's never been done before and it's not going to work now and then they won a championship so he was like oh i i guess it can be done because we did it but it was fool's gold we didn't really develop like we thought we were we were just leaning on the veterans to carry us and then we come into this season and we're like oh we lost gp2 and and Otto porter and Bealiza and d lee but we got Divincenzo, we got jermichael green we're actually probably deeper than we were last year. And, you know, that Steve Kerr said that in the offseason. Um, are coming into training camp. And then you get here and you realize that we really didn't develop and win at the same time last year. And that's coming to bear now. We're trying to do both, and we're doing neither.
1: I, mean, I think what their goal may have been this year is proving Draymond's comments right last year. You know, yeah. mission accomplished. <laughs> It turns out they got there. All right. Back to less depressing things. All right. Let's go to our golden questions. And I'll tell you what, we got a bunch of stuff about All-Star Saturday. But I'm a degenerate and i like there to be stakes, just baseless predictions who gives a shit about. So here's my suggestion, boys. I suggest we all put money into a pot. We'll call it a buy-in and we'll call them beans because in their infinite wisdom, California has told us that we're not allowed to gamble here. So I suggest we all put in 50 beans into a pot. And then as we drop these predictions, we keep tracking them. And at the end of All-Star Weekend, we look to see who has made the most right predictions. And then they get all of the beans. What do you boys think? Sounds delicious. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. To our first one. And uh, Maxime's apparent new favorite contest we go to the skills challenge and I don't remember if they did this last year or not Maxime's already kind of hit on it but it's no longer an individual competition it is now a team competition and if we've got those teams we'll pull them up here um, we've got team Antetokounmpo so it's Yanis and his two brothers is it weird that I didn't know he had two brothers I thought he only had one it is then Team Jazz, I guess because they're playing in Utah, and then finally the rookie team. So Team Jazz, Jordan Clarkson, Colin Sexton, and Walker Kessler. As an aside, Colin Sexton is on my fantasy team and only played two minutes in the first quarter the other day because supposedly his hamstring hurt. So this motherfucker better not be playing on Saturday or I'm not <laughs> going to take it very well. Uh, and then the rookies, Paolo Banchero, Jabari Smith Jr., and Jaden Ivy. MT, when we start the bidding with you? Who do you got?
3: Um, I'm going to go with the rookies um, I think Giannis is hurt he hurt his wrist I don't know if they said he's still going to play but regardless yeah.
1: if, also on my fantasy team actually if either yeah. of these guys play I'm not going to tell you will
3: so a wrist and I, I don't think Thinus and Alex can carry it um, I, I'm not too familiar with Walker Kessler's um, skills but um, no. Colin Sexton is a great basketball player but he's not you know great at skills in my opinion i think he's more athletic than skilled um so i'm gonna go with the rookies to pull an upset
1: (laughs) the young bull is somewhere angry while also uh nursing a hurt hamstring maxine you go next
2: i agree i'm going with the rookies i I think i mean you know mt laid out all all the prime reasons These, these these kids are good and they actually sort of make sense positionally for the skills challenge, as opposed to whatever's going on in team antenna cupo. So
1: <laughs> I am going team Utah jazz. Oh. So Whoa. I don't think there's going to be a huge participation by the jazz and all-star weekend. I think it's marketing. And then basically that's it. And so if they're going to have any success as a team in their hometown during their all-star, it's going to be in this completely BS skills challenge. So I'm all the way in where, uh, you know, shout out to Sarah Todd, I'm taking Team Utah Jazz here. Make that note. All right, we can pull that down. Here is our second question. Back to the Warriors, and it's kind of an exciting one. So this person wrote in, quote, starting today, what Golden State Warrior will make the most all-star appearances over the rest of their career? So the way I'm interpreting this question, we hit reset. You know, today or or this weekend is Steph's ninth all-star appearance, but for the purpose of this question, it's all zero going forward. Looking at this roster, what player has the all-star appearances going forward? Um, I'll go first since I went last, last time. So I, you know, you have to hope it's not Steph. Weird thing to say, right? But if if we're betting on the future and we believe in JK and we hope that Moody might be somebody, you know, I mean, if if there's going to be a bright future beyond this core, then the answer can't be Steph and related news. My answer is Steph. He is. <laughs> I looked this up. This is um a day old, so let me add it. 34 years old, 252 days on top of that. With the way that p- the players' bodies have held up. And I-, I think the way he plays and the way he takes care of his own body. I don't think we're at the back end here. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I think we're probably past halfway, but I still think he still has four all-star seasons, hopefully, left. And I don't see jk with four all-stars over his career as much as that hurts me so i am going steph is my answer here
3: yeah i'm going steph too not not because he's going to make a ton of all-stars it's just the fact that the other players aren't going to make very many unfortunately um i know clay's goal is to make another all-star team i think he will make one more but steph will make more than one um And then it's hard for Wiggins. He's a great player, but, you know, he kind of, he sits in that middle of the pack for a bunch of the season. And it's just a a deep, deep conference to make it as an all-star at that position. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, I don't, I don't jk can't even make the rising stars challenge so how is he going to make an all-star team
1: don't get me angry again also the idea that wiggins wasn't the first name out of my mouth after i said steph is kind of a condemnation on him you know what he's mid-20s and a max player i mean he he gets the most amount of money you can possibly pay somebody to play basketball that's the amount of money that andrew wiggins is getting um and when i was going through that analysis
0: he wasn't even at the tip of my tongue, which is you know a little concerning Uh What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
2: Kobe has had 18 all-star appearances. Uh, And granted, Kobe retired when he was like 37. So, you know, that (laughs) that's not going to make up nine in uh, less than nine years. Uh, But nonetheless, he could play a little bit longer. There's a, you know, if you told me Steph retires at 40 and for the last six seasons of his career, he was an all-star in all six of them. I would not be surprised, Um, you know, because you he's he's in fantastic shape. So he's going to have, you know, at least four or five more solid um, all-star candidacies. And then from there, it's almost like a legacy thing. You know, you got to respect the guy in his game. Um, So maybe he's not starting, you know, but, uh, but I could see him being on the team. So it's tricky to see anybody uh, beating that. And I'll just say, you know, one thing just to twist the knife a little bit. Maybe there's a world in which uh, the actual, you know, the person, it doesn't count because he's not no longer on the team, but James Wiseman has the potential to be the most all-star appearances of anybody uh, that was on the team at any point this season. Are you guys rooting for him?
1: I I, I almost asked this last week. I mean, like your, your actual, I mean, I don't, I heard you, but I want you to, to dig into your soul. And I'm not saying that wasn't a real answer. I just want, and I'm going to re-ask it. All right. So like, as a, just as an individual, am I rooting for James Wiseman? Of course I am. How can you not? He got screwed over here. And it is what it is as a Homer and full blown fan for the golden state warriors. Am I hoping that he reaches all-star heights after we've traded him away? I'm gonna say something that I don't feel like anybody else has. Nope. No, I'm not. I'm not hoping for that. It will break my heart. It has nothing to do with James Wiseman. I, you know, individually as a person, I'm sure he's great and I'm sure he deserves success. But I'm not gonna pretend like I'm secretly hoping that they traded away a hell of an asset who's gonna have more all-star appearances going forward than Steph. I am not. That is not me. Um So now that I've phrased that and revealed that I'm an asshole to nobody's shock, can either of you associate with that?
3: No, I can't. And only not because I normally just don't lean that way, but I think the, I think in a weird way, if he makes, if he becomes an all-star type of player, it almost validates the Warriors a little bit more in some ways, because it wasn't that we didn't, that he had the skills and we didn't try to make it work it's just he did not fit at all with our current system the type of player he was you know from on paper was what we needed we needed a big you know a body we were terrible at rebounding we didn't have a big and kavon Looney was the only one and you know we heard those stories over and over again so it made sense when you had james wiseman there on the board that you take him but his skill set just didn't fit he had the worst you know, plus minus ratio with Steph on the court and GP two has the best. So, um, you know, I think it's, it'll be less of an indictment on us blowing that number two pick. If he gets into a system and says, yeah, see, it was, the player was right. It just, he didn't fit the system.
1: Here's why I disagree. Disagreement. Number one, I have no idea why you had to add normally. I don't lean that way. I mean, just fucking blowing yourself. Settle down over there. Turbo. We don't care if you're a good person or not. Just answer the question. Number two, I do not think they will feel justified if they they took a number two pick, spent no time developing him. I'm going to say that again. No time developing him. We used this line when we talked about it um, earlier this week. They can tell us you know various things, but playing time doesn't lie. They didn't give him playing time. They did not allow this person. They, they didn't allow uh, enough room to see what he was actually capable of. And if he goes out and he blossoms – I don't think that the basketball world is going to say, see, the Warriors are right. I think they're going to say, see, the Warriors missed out. Um, And it won't make me feel better. How about you, Maxime? And don't tell me you're just normally a good person. Just answer the question. Yeah,
2: well, you know, normally I'm a good person, but. uh,
1: (laughs) You and and Marcus can go to meetings together.
2: (laughs) I still think your hair looks great, Bram.
1: I really appreciate that. (laughs) uh,
2: You know, the thing is, is that he got hurt. That makes a difference, you know. It's like I, I, there was I, I was sold. I mean, I said we should pick him uh, before the draft, but he made sense for us in our system. He was um, on paper somebody who seemed extremely smart. You know, that means that he's adaptable to an environment to learn a system that's relatively complicated. He filled a position of need for sure. We all heard that it takes a few years for uh, an NBA big to develop. You know, but that was pegged at like three years before they're serviceable. This was three years in. If he hadn't gotten injured, Steph was injured at the beginning of his time on the Warriors. That was a fantastic opportunity for him to learn on the fly. We didn't get that. The timeline ended up not working out. I don't blame that on the Warriors. I don't blame that on anybody. That's that's sort of, you know, a fluky situation. Maybe it's because he only played three games in college, so like you didn't know, and that's a little bit more of a sketchy move. But again, that's why I think Marcus is right. If he does end up um, flowering. You know, in the NBA, then I think it means that we did the right thing in the end.
1: How about are you rooting for that to happen?
2: Yeah, you know, if it doesn't happen, it's kind of like it's a win-win for me, you know? So I'm not rooting for it to happen. No.
1: Just yes or no, then. When if if Wiseman, let's say he goes on and when uh, he goes to, I mean, so let's place it back into the context of this conversation. He from here on out has more all star appearances than Steph Curry. You guys are telling me if that happens, history will look back and say the Warriors made the right move. No, of course not. What the fuck are you guys talking about? That there's there's no way that will be the analysis on this.
2: No no it's it's just it's, it's not that black and white right it's not a simple thing of like you know there there are other all-stars you know this is not one person that's an all-star you know this is it's a complicated ecosystem so there's a world in which it can be true that it's great that Wiseman has more all-star appearances going forward than Steph Curry and the Warriors can still have success right we have we have Jonathan Kaminga. we have an opportunity to actually see this and go forward so we're
1: talking about perception though that that is a yes or no question you know when people look back on it do you think if if that happened they would say okay yep Everyone was right here.
3: Yeah, but I think that's, you're missing part of the argument. You're That's assuming that we waived James Wiseman and just let him go. You have to, if he has a successful career, you measure it against if GP2 comes back and we win another championship with him, was sure. a successful trade. Sure. So, yeah. you know, like how well GP2 plays, how healthy he is, how long he's on the team, that's the ultimate barometer At for it. if this was
1: I'll concede to you, if they win a championship right now, they made the right the right the, the right call. If they do not, and Wiseman goes on to win a bunch of, of uh or goes on to have a lot of all-star appearances, then history will I do I stand by exactly what I said. They, it will not justify the Warriors. It'll put the Warriors on blast.
3: Only only a championship. If the Warriors make it to the finals and somebody else gets hurt, but GP2 is playing amazing, that still doesn't justify it. It has to be a ring.
1: Be close, right? I mean, we're so we're talking about a sliding scale. You know, the mm-hmm. the further they go, the the more justification for the trade will be allowed. And then opposite, the more All Star games that Wiseman gets, the you know the the analysis goes the other way. Which brings back to my point: I don't think it's straightforward that if Wiseman does well, people will think the Warriors did the right fucking move. You know, I, there's a lot of factors. Of course, you guys are right, but I'm I'm not super optimistic on that one. Back to the all-star game, boys. And this goes to the dunk contest. Don't pull up the contestants. I've got them here in front of us. So this is our next prediction. They're going to be asking us who uh, is going to win it. But I'm going to give you the the name of the player before we pick a winner. And I want you guys to tell me as quickly as you can what team this player plays for. Because <laughs> this field is ridiculous. Here's our first. Ready? Mac McClung. What team does he play for?
3: The Sixers. I only know that because they made a big deal out of it recently. <laughs> Jericho Sims. <laughs> Oof. Uh, Jericho Sims. I don't know. The Timberwolves.
2: <laughs> Kenyon Martin. <laughs>
3: junior? The Rockets. Yep. Uh, wait, hold, wait,
2: hold on, hold on, hold on. Who, who does Kenyon Martin senior play for? <laughs> He's like, oh, wait a minute. It's the Junior? Oh, that's the Rockets. <laughs> I, I, so. Is
1: the Kenyon?
3: The answer
1: the Nets. They said the the article that I read said that Kenyon Martin he plays for Houston. He plays for the same team his dad played for. So did Kenyon Martin Senior play for fucking Houston?
3: I don't remember. I know he was he was on the team with. J. Kidd and Richard Jefferson and when the Nets were
1: good, right? Yeah, and also I can tell you that if Kenyon Martin wins the dunk contest, it'll totally justify what the Warriors did with (laughs) mean, We'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Um, The last player I do know, Trey Murphy, that's New Orleans. Uh, So to reset it, Mack McClung, Jericho Sims, Kenyon Martin, Trey Murphy. Uh, Who do you guys want? I'll I'll go first on this one since I went last on our first prediction. I'll take Mack McClung um shorter dude who can jump we saw that even in the summer league when he played for the warriors uh that's always a recipe for success in the dunk contest so i take him and also he's vegas's favorite so that i'm cheating a little bit and that's why i'm taking him
3: (laughs) yeah i'm going mac mcclung too there is they interviewed him and um kevin durant had a was on a in, a, in an interview and said, you know, what are we doing? Like, why are we having Mac McClung in the dunk contest? Because at the time, Mac was in the G League, you know, and they asked Mac how he felt about it. And he was like, oh, it's all love for me. You know, he gave the right PC answer. But, you know, of course, as the NBA does, um, Mac McClung mysteriously gets signed to the <laughs> 76ers right before the All-Star weekend, so. Um, yeah, but my, my money's on him too. There's a clip going on the internet of Mac McClung when he was still on the Warriors, warming up, and did a crazy dunk in warmups, and that was all I needed to see um, to be like, oh yeah, that was that dude in high school who was dunking on people, and you know, like being the
1: internet famous. Assuming KD has a sense of humor, McClung should reach out to him and jump over him for one of the dunks. You know, just <laughs> yes. incorporate him. You know, like have it, have that be in there, and and see where it goes, and it'll uh, it'll add to both of you and I being right. Maxine, who's your pick?
2: It's a clean sweep. I heard him say that he's planning on doing at least two dunks that have not been seen in the dunk contest before. And like, let's go, you know, even if one of those actually converts, um, I'm looking forward to seeing it.
1: Those generally speaking, when you hear that before, they never play out that well. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, no, there's a reason why they never tried that, man. Right? <laughs> I don't Maybe let's go to the ones we know we can do, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's a It's a clean sweep. All right. Next question. And it's one I'm excited for how would you make all-star weekend better so i have a couple of suggestions but i've kind of stolen the mic a couple of times if you boys have anything um burning through i'm i'm happy to to go after you
3: um i'll just repeat what i said earlier i think embracing basketball versus the nba is is the key here um you know there's a lot of good basketball players a lot of passion for the sport outside of um the nba it it feels this weird and short-sighted to to have a sport and have people grow up playing it and loving it and people watching it and all these different formats and forums. And then when you get to the NBA to shut the doors on all of that, to celebrate the sports, you know, pinnacle of, of, you know, sh- showmanship and just having fun about the sport. So um, I think if they found a smart way to include more of the basketball culture outside of the NBA, then that'd be a,
1: a home run for them sorry for mixing so the you don't like the new title of the dunk contest f fiba i thought that was kind of weird <laughs> weird that they did that I don't know. apparently they're not listening to you how about you maxine you got some ideas
2: yeah i have some ideas i i would so we watch them play straight basketball all year i feel like the all-star game is kind of a joke it doesn't really entertain me because i'm used to watching winning basketball where there's actual stakes so like change it entirely you know make it something like like a game of 21 or something, you know, with a select group of people where we get to see something different. Or, I mean, this might be more radical, but so All-Star Weekend is clearly a break in the schedule, right? Where everybody gets to rest for a little bit and I think it's a little bit silly that we take our best players and put them in opportunities to uh, get hurt or at least put more miles on their body. right. So like what if we did something like an archery contest? Like just take it completely, like still use the stars because that's the idea with a celebrity contest, right? But I mean, bring Clay Thompson in there and have it be an archery contest. Like I don't know. I think I would I'm more interested in watching that than like people not play basketball on a basketball court.
3: Bram is all over this. He he loves seeing singers play basketball. Here's what I love. I love
1: that this fool Marcus said. You know what they need to do is focus more on basketball. And your suggestion was they need to go to archery. It's like you didn't mean to say it, but really Maxine's idea was, fuck you, Marcus, which is my favorite idea. It is my favorite idea. Um, also, I'm not watching Klay Thompson shoot an arrow on All-Star Weekend. I, be on <laughs> I might be out on that, but but who
2: knows? It's called the uh, Fuck You, Marcus uh, archery contest. <laughs> okay, now I'm on board. I'll watch it.
3: <laughs> Actually, I think you picked the one player that you would watch shoot <laughs> in, in archery.
1: <laughs> Honestly, archery, I'd like. If you told me that NBA players had to fire some arrows, I would be there. I would definitely watch it. They might not want to have anybody in the crowd for that, but you know, I guess we'll find out. Um, All right. I got some ideas for you. Uh, Let's start by fixing the dunk contest boys. So here's the problem with the dunk contest. It's not the dunks and it's not the idea. They've got that. It's that nobody we care about participates in it. If this had Ja Morant and LeBron and like all of the biggest names, it'd be the thing we were the most fired up for. It'd be phenomenal. But why would they show there's no stakes for them? They don't, they're not giving them any reason to, to be there. In fact, it's a detriment. If they show up and they lose to lesser known guys, now it's going to be an impact on them. So the way I want to fix it is we got to give them some reason to show up. Right. And it can't be money. These guys, you know, the the top names we're looking to bring in are making billions of dollars and it can't be something they can buy with money like a car or something because they're already there. Right. So we got to give them something that's unattainable, something that you can't buy with money. Here's my idea. Social media swag. All right. So instead of a verified check next to your name, they'd still have that, or or a verified badge on Instagram, the dunk contest winner gets a one-of-a-kind title belt that appears by their name on social media for the year. They're the only person on earth who can do that. Every time they post, it's right there. You could never buy that. You, the only way you can get that thing on earth would be by winning the dunk contest. So there's my idea, number one. have an, Have something, a... However, you want to phrase that, you could you could get a world famous NFT designer to put together the nicest dunk contest belt possible and we put it next to it. So there's idea number one. Idea number two a two on two tournament that takes the place of that bullshit celebrity game. Okay. And what we would do is don't, don't limit it to like NBA jam style. Does not have to be on the same team. We let the players pick their teams. Just on their own. They can recruit each other. We can follow that throughout the year. We maybe have uh, have one two-on-two team that won last year, and they want to defend it. But you develop that throughout, and the reason you have it Friday night is you keep it short. I don't know. You've only played to, like, 10 or something. Um, none of them probably are, are participating on Saturday, and then they could still play on Sunday, giving them some rest. So those are my two ideas of the two. I think the social media belt is the most viable, um, getting people to play in two on two and, and, you know, possibility of injuries may worry some of the owners, but that's where I'm coming from.
2: It's a good idea. There's some logistical hurdles to deal with in terms of getting the, the social media companies on board with that. I mean, you know that Elon would be on board with the Twitter stuff. Um, and you know, I think there's, there's monetary incentives for the social companies that could make that happen, but you bring up an interesting point in the overall context um, you know, it's like back in the day when Jordan was in the dunk contest, I think there was an understanding that it, you know, it, he felt a responsibility to further the game, you know, to have it reach more people. And the game was in a different era, right? Jordan was the first person that brought it to that global stage. And so now these players are getting the results of that labor. You know, they're getting the the monetary benefit of Jordan promoting the game. That's not necessary anymore. The All Star where so if you boil it down, the All Star yep. weekend used to be a thing to promote the game of basketball. And you know, it's MT's point that's sort of what needs to happen um, to a certain extent. Or you can turn around and say, oh, "Okay, well, the game doesn't need to be promoted anymore. You know, we've we've reached the audiences that we need to. So now we need to go in a completely different direction." And I don't know. I don't I'm know if that means archery. social. Yeah, I, yeah, that's it's <laughs> all to say the fuck you, Marcus archery contest. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Bram's golden hair archery contest.
1: Golden uh, zoom hair. Golden zoom hair. This platform is dog <laughs> shit. There's, there's nothing gold going on with my hair right now, but there's nothing I can do about that. To our final question, um, and Maxime, go ahead and pull up that video so we can have it behind us here. Uh so the NBA is debuting a new what I'll say is like augmented reality streaming option. So we can obviously you can stream all NBA games, but they have this new thing that they're showing off uh this weekend where you take your phone, you scan your image, your whole body uh and then once you upload the image and you watch a game, your image actually appears instead of one of those players. So for example, I'm watching a Warriors game and I pick Steph Curry, Whatever Steph Curry does, when I'm watching it on my phone, it'll actually look like me. It'll be my face and my body doing whatever it is that Steph Curry does. Um, and in the example here, they had Ahmad Rashad come out, have a very awkward interaction with Adam Silver, and then they put his body over a uh, Taylor Horton Tucker pressed play and then watched him dunk. Let's let's watch that play out. My name because actually did a pretty good job. You just watch this next replay. Yeah, and it looks like Ahmad Rashad in the middle of a game, right? So it leads to this question, boys. If you had this technology in your hand and you could recreate any NBA highlight in the history of the game with any player, but you are now in their body, who? Uh, what highlight would you pick or what player would you be? Oof. I got one if you guys want some time here.
3: Yeah, I got one, but it's cheating a little bit. But, yeah, let me hear you guys first.
1: I have, and I guess mine might be cheating too, but I have Steph pointed at his ring finger to Boston because any chance you get to tell the entire city of Boston to fuck themselves, I am in. I'm in all the way. So that's me. I'm going the Steph, give me my ring, and it would just be me and my terrible streaming hair. <laughs>
3: Nice. That's a good one. Um, I'm going to go. Why I said I'm cheating a little bit is because it's not technically NBA. It's Olympics. But when Vince Carter jumped over uh, the seven footer in the Olympics. Frederick Weiss. Yeah. Um, just because it was, I, I think it's still as, my, as many people as, that do pick that as the best dunk of all time. I think it's still underappreciated for what Vince Carter did in that moment. And just to be able to pretend that I could do that would be pretty awesome. So um, yeah, I'm jumping over a seven footer.
1: That was one of the nastiest dunk on scenarios in the history of the world. And that may or may not have something to do with Vince slapping his balls on that guy's face and then just spraying them all the way up and over. But, yeah, <laughs> what it is. <laughs>
2: uh, so honorable, honorable mention to me uh, goes to the Baron Davis dunk over Karolinko, mainly because then I could, like, lift up my shirt and I'd be like, look, I've got six-pack too. Isn't that dope? And that's, like, you know, all around uh, a great situation for me. Um, but I think it would be pretty awesome to have the, like, takeoff from the free throw line Michael Jordan dunk. Um, Just because it's, you know, it's the iconic Air Jordan logo. um, And it's just an opportunity to like see my body. You know, it's like um, I I went when I was in Melbourne and I went and watched the um, uh, Australian Open. Right. And uh, we were watching some random dudes who I can't remember, um, you know, and this one guy, he runs out and he like makes a save to then return it back over and like fully does the splits, you know? And I would have completely ripped my groin if I'd done that instead, you know? And so it's like those moments where I see something just like, I can't, my body can't actually do that, but look, it did that. Um, That'd be pretty rad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's a period of my life where I was convinced I was going to be able to do the splits, not like the actual splits, but you know, like that dance move where like one of your legs goes like into a knee formation and the other one goes all the way back. I was going to do that and never got there. Never got close. Never got more than like half an inch further down than where I normally am when I'm standing. So is what it is. How about, yeah. did you breakdance? You
3: put your, your face on somebody's body doing it. And- <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, the closest to break dancing I got was trying to do the kid and play dance and was in like, couldn't, I never got beyond be on the holding one leg up and then jumping over with the other leg. I just couldn't do it. i almost fell down a couple of times. Actually, that's as close as I've ever got to doing the splits is when I try to do that dance and just fail terribly. Uh, my honorable mention, if I'm actually a player on the court, is Shaq pulling down a backboard. Like, I just the like, the, the physical skill of what he used to do and watching that stanchion come down with it. I wouldn't mind being associated with that. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what's up. Last question, boys, and it's our final prediction. Who wins the three-point contest? So, uh, Maxime, if you wouldn't mind, pull up the contestants there.
2: And I think it's your turn to go first, Maxime. What do you got? Man, well, so now Anthony Simons is out of the dunk. I'm sorry, out of the three-point contest. So um, I don't remember who's replacing him. Uh, But regardless, I'm going with Dame. You know, hometown hero from Oakland and also just like has some absolute pedigree. So that's my pick.
1: I'm
3: Um, I know Draymond picked uh, Halliburton because he said he has very little motion, energy expended in his shot, which I think is a good call and smart to follow Draymond. But I'm going to go with Kevin Herter. I think he I think the Kings have been overlooked this whole season. Um, I think Kevin Herter has been a big reason why they're as successful as they are. I think he just comes in and um, is the surprise dark horse winner.
1: I feel like at the end of this year, we're going to slowly learn that Lori Markkinen found like a, a genie's lamp and has just been like making wishes left and right. <laughs> and I think one of those wishes is going to be to win the three-point contest while he's in Utah. So I have Markkinen here. My boy, Lori. we'll see what happens. He's also on the fantasy team, so there's a great chance he gets hurt before he has to get out there. We'll see how that ultimately plays. Um, in fact, keeping up a common theme, I believe he missed their last game. So we'll, we'll see <laughs> if this has just been an extended F Brams team week or if any of these injuries were actually real. Um, all right, boys, that completes our predictions. We're going to pick this back up next week where I don't mind telling you both that we are finally going to take our first step. In the Intern Hunger Games, we uh, had an unbelievable amount of interest. In fact, if you're listening to this and you reached out to us and we did not select you, thank you so much for your interest. You are phenomenal at what you do. We were just lucky enough to have a very large uh, cadre of applicants. We've been able to push that down now to our final four. Next week, we're going to introduce that final four and start up the contest. With that in mind, you want to shoot us an email? Let us know we did a good job, bad job, any job. You can shoot that too. Huddle
2: at warriorshuddle.com.
1: And we remain on social media where our lone presence is uh, on Twitter. That one's at Warriors Huddle. With that in mind, go Warriors. And hopefully we'll see you at an archery competition very soon.